Hello, and welcome to Holdness Road Methodist Church Audio Worship. The audio you are about to hear was broadcast on Sunday the 18th of April. Thanks go to Debbie and everyone that took part for leading us in worship. Good morning and welcome to worship. And we're so happy to have our friends from heaven join with us this morning. Our call to worship. I am the way and the truth and the life. Come, worship Jesus, our risen Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, we praise and adore you for the gift of creation seen all around us 
in the beauty of springtime. For flowers, trees in bloom, for new life emerging and warm sunny days. Help us to be stewards of your creation. Lord God, as we continue to celebrate the season of Easter with all the joy and hope it brings, we give you our thanks and praise. As we are experiencing springtime and the resurrection of nature after the dark chill of winter, we give you our thanks and praise. As we reflect on the faithfulness of your immeasurable, eternal love for all, we give you our thanks and praise. Forgive us, Lord, if we have lost the wonder and delight of the Easter good news. Forgive us when we do not have real regard for your creation and live selfishly. For those times when we neglect to respond to your care for us by our inaction. And now we bring to God those things which we are sorry for. Jesus' words assure us of his love. My child, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Acts 3, verse 12 to 19. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate. Though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the Holy and the Righteous One. You asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you are act ignorant, act in ignorance, as did your leader. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets saying that his Messiah would suffer, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Amen. Hello everyone, today I am going to be reading Luke chapter 24 verses 36 to 48. The subtitle is, Jesus Appears to the Disciples. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and feet. 
It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as I have myself. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish he t and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name of all to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Thank you. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 48, we hear these words. You are witnesses of these things. Whenever I hear those words, I'm transported back many, many years uh, to the church where I grew up in and to the midweek meetings we used to hold there at a time of, of real growth and encouragement. And I'm taken back to a very powerful testimony, a witness to Jesus that I heard from someone who came to visit us for a time. They were only with us for a very short time. They were uh, um, an army sergeant who had seen service in Hong Kong. And during that time in Hong Kong, he witnessed to us that he'd stumbled across a Christian community there, a very powerful, um, genuine uh, community, and he'd been drawn in by their witness. He wasn't from a, a Christian background, a church background at all, but for various reasons, he'd felt, um, um, he'd felt an emptiness inside. And there were various reasons why, um, over the course of time, he was drawn in by their witness, by their praying, by their loving, by their caring, their worshipping together. And he realised afterwards that they were obviously praying for him although he didn't see it at the time. But through the, the time he spent with them, he, he recognised the deep need within himself to, well, to, to repent in his words, to ask Jesus to wash the slate clean, as he would say to us in his testimony, to find that forgiveness or that depth of, of life that he somehow felt lacking, but saw in this caring group of Christians. Anyway, he, he was drawn to that. He did that. He, he spoke about turning away and turning to God and the grace and love of Jesus became real for him in a new way. And uh, he spoke, as I say, about the slate being washed clean and the times of refreshing, the times of the Holy Spirit that, that really washed over him and made such a difference in his life. He came to us and spoke to us at our meetings for, for just a few weeks and he would witness in a very authentic way to the love of Jesus. In word and in deed. We were a mixed, reticent, <laughs> some of us more outward in personality group of people, um, but we were moved by this character, by his vision. A prophetic figure, 
as I say, with us for a short time and then moving abroad. But he stirred us up um, and there was a profound result in a number of our lives. And we were, it was just the reality of a witnessing that became uh, real for us, to use that word again. I was thinking about that when I heard again or read again, been reading again from Luke chapter 24, um, as we heard in, in John uh, last week, perhaps, of those disciples gathered in Jerusalem when Jesus appears, maybe in that upper room, um, in their midweek meeting, maybe, or, or on that first Sunday. Um, and I thought about some of the reactions there. There was a need for reassurance and a recovery of hope. Now, we've heard about this before, I'm sure, but those disciples were still very unsure about the reality of the resurrection and what it actually meant for them. They were uncertain, doubting, very sad, afraid. And here, as we hear in the reading, they are startled as Jesus appears, thinking of him as a, a phantom, as a ghost. But he comes, Jesus, he comes, demonstrating his physical presence beyond doubt, through an intensifying series of actions. We hear him say, look at me, see me, I am real, see my hands, my feet, the wounds, touch me, give me something to eat, a piece of broiled fish, a practical act to connect with them, eating of food. He was alive. He was with them, understanding their mix of emotions and their need for that sense of reassurance and a recovery of hope. Even though that pair from Emmaus had hurried back, full of the, the joy of, of what Jesus had told them on that road, warmed hearts, the scriptures had been explained to them. Um, and then and, and the reality of Jesus as he broke bread with them. And of course, Simon Peter and John and Mary had been recounting their experiences of an empty tomb, a meeting with a gardener. But there was still uncertainty. Yet Jesus spoke peace into their lives. And I don't think we can say that enough in these days following Easter. Jesus brought peace, a wholeness, a healing, a hope, and gave them a reassurance that he was alive and he was going to be with them. And he was with them. There was also in that room a need for recollection and reflection. And we find Jesus there speaking from the scriptures, recalling times he had taught them on the road when he was with them, as one amongst them, sharing God's truth and word, referring once again to the Old Testament as a record of God's purposes, prefiguring his own life. The fulfilment of scripture is one of Luke's dominant themes in his gospel, and he's true to his recounting here in this story at the end of his particular gospel before he sets sail, as it were, in Acts. But we find that he sees God as having set out his purposes in the whole of the Hebrew scriptures. So we hear about the division of scripture into those three main divisions, the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, as a whole of scripture indicating that there was no part that does not bear witness to Jesus. So Jesus opens the disciples' minds as his teaching and words are recalled, recollected, so that they could understand what was happening in these days. The Bible that pointed to a Messiah who would suffer and die and rise on the third day. 
just as Jesus had explained to those downcast travellers on the Emmaus Road, he was the key to unlock those Hebrew scriptures. And we hear that there was also a need for repentance and forgiveness of sins to be preached in his name. Not a repentance and forgiveness based on general principles, but on what Christ had done, had really done for all people, for us, and what is available through him and to all nations, to everyone, his mercy and forgiveness for all to be preached in all nations. This sense of, un of the universal outreach, again, has characterised Luke's gospel throughout, and it figures here in his recounting of those resurrection appearances. But there was no shying away from the need for genuine repentance, turning away from the, the not good things, turning away from the sins, turning to God, in love and in trust, through Jesus who had died and was risen, conquering that sin and death for eternity. And it was to begin at home in Jerusalem. Need for repentance to be offered in the name of Jesus. But the risen Jesus challenged those disciples not to limit their experience of what God had done um, to their own small group, to, to those that they knew well, it, it was a message of transformation for the whole world. And that was their challenge and commission to be witnesses to all. They were commissioned to be witnesses at home and beyond. And there was that marked urgency of this call, this call to repent and to hear the message of forgiveness and mercy and to be changed by it. And to be out there connecting, communicating, Retelling, recounting, telling the story with all people about the reality of the hope, peace, joy, healing, new life found in the name of Jesus. The need for repentance and the forgiveness of sins to be preached and to be real. And in our reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we've heard the two Bible readings today in our service, and that's brilliant. We hear and discover the reality of that mission and witness, now empowered by the Holy Spirit. Whenever I hear the words um, of Peter's second sermon that was recounted in our reading today from Acts 3, verses 12 to, to 19, I'm back in that group of people I told you about at the beginning of this talk. We would often sing the song based on the events of Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, telling of the miraculous healing in Jesus's name. Now, I will spare you any awful singing just now, but I did want to just simply say the words of that hymn because they do tell us the, the backstory to what we have heard already in that sermon preached. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for alms and held out his palms. And this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
the healing of this lame man becomes Peter's text for his sermon. He does not waste the opportunity to witness to this sign that proclaimed Jesus Lord and Saviour. He begins and he ascribes all the credit to Jesus as he explains what God has done through his son, attested to in the scriptures of the God of, of, J of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob through Exodus and into the prophetic works. Why stare, says Peter, at the human agents or the man who has been healed? This is about Jesus. All gaze on Jesus, all eyes on Jesus, in whose powerful name this healing act has been done today. Turn to Jesus, a Christ-centred sermon, directing the crowds away from himself, the witnesses to Jesus uh, uh, and what he's done and will do and continues to do for all people. So that times of refreshing may come. And there was a need for those times of refreshing, a promise of the Holy Spirit, the power and the gifts to enable and equip as witnesses of Jesus. And that's what we begin to get excited about. That time of refreshing that we will note perhaps at Pentecost in the ascension and, and, and coming of the Holy Spirit. But that we are called on, we know, to wait for. But as we wait, where can we know the refreshing of the Holy Spirit just now? Where do we need it? Perhaps in a few moments of reflection and recollection, we too can ask again for that power of the Spirit to come to us, where we, perhaps like those disciples, share some of their worries, share some of their fears. Perhaps today, I don't know what our circumstances are, but I'm sure we could all benefit from a deep drinking in of the refreshing love and spirit of God. Perhaps we have a need for reassurance and recovery of hope ourselves. Perhaps times are tough when we've been through hard times. We need that recovery, that hope, that reassurance. Perhaps we need a, a, a sense of recollection and reflection on the word of God, a need to read and remember the promises of God in his word, in the Bible. What they say to us now, perhaps we need to repent. Perhaps we have a, a thing that we need to say sorry for. And we mustn't let things fester to turn afresh to God and discover his forgiveness and the forgiveness of others. Or a need to be challenged to the core to be a witness. In practical, biblical, prophetic, ordinary ways, pointing away from ourselves to Jesus. I wanted to read a couple of verses that we find earlier on in John's Gospel, just to, to lead us in a short time of quiet and reflecting and asking the Spirit to come. It says this in John chapter 7 and verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, Streams of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in were later to receive. If anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. In a few moments of quiet, come to Jesus. Allow him to minister to you. Drink deeply of his goodness. And be refreshed and renewed in the powerful, transforming name of Jesus, who is Lord and Saviour.
Amen. Our prayers for other people. Loving and gracious God, 
We lift our prayers to you this morning, knowing that you hear all of our prayers, whether spoken or unspoken, for you know all that is on our hearts and minds. We pray this day for the world, for the distribution of the vaccine, for people affected by war or natural disaster. We pray this day for our nation, for our leaders, for the NHS and all who work hard to care for people within it. We pray for all people as we find new ways to live in community with one another. We pray this day for our churches, that we might shine with the light of Christ in the world, that others will come to know him through our actions. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We pray for family, friends and neighbours who are living through difficult times. We pray particularly for those who are struggling with bereavement, isolation and loneliness, made worse by lockdown. We call them to mind and bring them to God in a few moments of silence. We bring all our prayers in the loving name of Jesus. Amen. We join together as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name.
we come to a final blessing as we come to set out on the road um, following Jesus as his witnesses to his hope to his reassurance to his power to his love just as the risen Jesus Christ appeared to his disciples bringing them his peace and sending them out as witnesses so Lord send us out to witness to his life death and resurrection And may the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit and his peace be upon us and within us now and for evermore. Amen.